Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Come on. Hey. Is anybody in here going to help me celebrate that the King of Kings, that the Lord of Lords, that the Prince of Peace and the cornerstone to our salvation, He is risen. Come on. Give it up for Jesus. Come on. Don't stop. This is it. He is risen. Wow. Are you guys ready or what? Come on. Hey, we are honored that you guys are here. Thank you for joining us for Easter. My name is Evan, and I want to tell you guys something. I have a future, okay? And I think that it's super important that all of us realize today, out of all days, how awesome it is to boldly stand here and say, I have a future. Come on. See. Jeremiah 29 11 says, I know the thoughts and the plans for you, declares the Lord. Thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. See, God has imagined a future for each and every one of you. And it's a special future. Unimaginable by us. No eye has seen, no ear has heard the future that God has prepared for us. By the way, hell, it's not even prepared for the future that God has planned for you. See, this is where resurrection becomes awesome for me. Because my past... Man, I had the perfect family. I was raised in a godly home, loved by both, both parents, never divorced, always stayed together. I had two brothers, still do. And back then, we had fun. I mean, fun. Didn't matter what it was, where we were going, we were having fun. I had access to incredible things, access to relationships I didn't build. Things I didn't deserve, things I didn't earn. See, I threw that all away. I threw away a perfect family full of future thriving in health. I dove into drugs, alcohol, lying, cheating, stealing. I stole from my church. I stole from my family. I lied to them. I lied so much, I had to end up telling them, you know what I said the first time? I didn't know how to tell the truth. Well, I did, but I didn't want to. See, it wasn't by things 
that were beyond my control that I lost all that's because I chose to. I chose to give that up. I began to run from God so hard. I was out to prove I didn't need any of that, including God in my life. See, I have a past, but my past isn't the issue. I've got a story, but it's nothing compared to the story that God's imagined for me, right? Now here's the best part. I've got a message, and this message is for the devil. Okay, you remember the very first resurrection? You remember how that story goes? Those people, they're running out. They're going to find the, the grave site where they laid the broken body of Jesus. And they get there, and the stone, the stone that was meant to seal the tomb isn't where it was meant to be. Then they run inside. God, Jesus, wait a minute. That body that was meant to be laying there ain't where it was meant to be. Those grave clothes, remember those? They were folded nice and neatly on the end of the bench, not where they were meant to be. Then there's that big color poster board written in the blood of the lamb. April fool, sucker! See, this is for each and every one of us. That's the victory, that's the resurrection I want my life to proclaim. My future isn't broken by sinful choices like it was meant to be. My future isn't destroyed by bad decisions like it was meant to be. My future isn't lost broken, destroyed, torn down, or ruined by anything like it was meant to be. Guess what? April Fool's devil, I got a future, and so do you. Go get your future. Your future's right here. Let's go. Come on, are you excited about the love of God? Hey, are you excited about the love of God that come out and is coming after you guys? Man, I'm so glad that you guys are here. I want to welcome you to Easter Sunday, and it's amazing to be here with all of you guys. And You know, I, I really like that line in there that but before I spoke a word, he was dancing over me. And I think if we think about that, it's kind of an inter interesting thought to think that before I was formed, before I was born, before I was ever thought about, that God was dancing over me. And you think about that, he's dancing, he's excited. Before I was ever a thought, God was excited about me. And it wrecks me. Yeah, I've been excited before, I don't know about you guys, but I remember the first time that we went as a family to Disney World, okay? We were so excited. I remember the, the night before we, lay, we left, me and TJ shared a room and we had two closets, like two side by sides, and we took the doors off and put our beds in there. And so like, we'd lay on our pillow and look over and we could see each other's face, you know, between the closets. And, and I remember the night before laying in bed and it was like, I'm too excited to go to sleep. Why? Because tomorrow, 
and you think about it, you plan a vacation like that or something, you only think about the good parts. You, you know what I mean? We, we were so excited, we can't wait to see Mickey and the incredible Hulk ride and all the food. Can we just think about the food for a second? Wow. And, and you think about, like you, like you never think about the parking that you're going to have to pay for. You never think about all day walking, how bad your feet are going to hurt and stepping in gum and ruining your shoes. And, like you never think about the long lines. You just think about the good parts, the amazing fun parts. And I think about that line before I spoke a word, you were excited about me. You were thinking these good things. He, see, the Bible says that he has planned our future out. See, and what's great about God is before he starts something, he's already finished it. So you think about this, but before I was ever a thought, before you were ever even imagined, God had already planned your future out. And he's only thought about these good, amazing things. And it's like, wait, 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 but think about my past and think about things I've been, no, God has only imagined these amazing, God has imagined you being in here today. And it can be hard sometimes because we think about our past and you know, there's a scripture in Luke and the Bible says that if a man had a hundred sheep and he loses one, would he not lead the 99 to go after the one? And I think about that. And it's hard because God has irrevocably tied himself to our participation. We, he needs it. He, he almost demands our participation in this future that he planned out for us. But I think about this times in my life where I haven't been participating. Think about moments in my life where I knew one day I'm going to serve God, but that day's not today. <laughs> today we're going to have fun. Today we're going to do our own thing. Today I'm going to try and get to the future that I've dreamt of. In those moments where I never helped the cause, but I hurt the cause. But to still think that he would still leave the 99 to come after me, to come after you, to still think that although our past is broken and we've been through things, that he would still leave and he's coming after you. And you might be saying, but no, 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 you don't understand because my past, like, like it's so dark. No, 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 he's lighting up those shadowy places. Whoa, 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 but you don't know these mountains I have. No, 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 he's climbing up these mountains. But these walls I put, he's kicking the walls down. And I'm telling you that today, he's coming after you. He's left the 99, and he's on his way to find you, wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. God's love is in this room. And that's what I want you to know, is wherever you're at, whatever you've been through, whatever you've gone through, God's focus right now is in this moment. Because he's been dreaming about this moment since before you were ever born. We're going to worship, and I would just encourage you to lift a hand, to worship God, to praise Him, because His love is so good. It's reckless in every single way, shape, and form. Man, He's coming after you today. Amen. Hey, everybody. I'd just like to welcome you to the garden. My name is Fredo. Uh, I, I serve here as the team lead for the parking team, and uh, I serve as a youth leader here, and I really just serve wherever, wherever I can. And, um, you know, my life and, and my future and my family, I really owe it all to just the reckless love of God, because if it hadn't been for His mercy and His grace over my life, 
I just really don't know where, where I'd be at today. Um, and it's just, I took notes. Uh, my past was broken um, and I was just kind of kind of on the run and, uh, and not really running away from anything and not really running to anything and just, I was just running and, you know, but it's, that's when God showed up in my life and he became real to me and, and, and his word started speaking life to me and into my situation and, and things began to change and, and, uh, and it's not really that trouble stopped coming or, or that life just got easier or anything like that because it didn't, but it was just the fact that I had a strength in me now that, that I never had before. And, you know, my wife and I, uh, we've experienced death, but we have more life than death. And, and we know what sorrow feels like, but we have more joy than sorrow. Our joy outlasts that sorrow. And, and I know that, you know, there might be some of you out here who, who maybe you think that your situation is, is, is too difficult for me to, to understand or, or that maybe that I'm too young to, to really know what tough times are like or, or that what you're going through is just, is just way too far beyond anybody's reach. But, but, but I, know, I know what it's like to, to, to get hit and I've been homeless before. Um, I've been out on the streets You know, I don't, I don't like crying up here because you might think that, you know, you might get the wrong message that, that, it, that I'm like hurting about it or, or anything, something like that. But, but it's just really, God's been really good to me. Um, but, um, but I've been out on the streets and, and I used to steal food from people's outdoors freezers and and I'd tuck it under my shirt at night while I slept, so that way, by morning time, it would, it would be thawed out enough to, to where I could eat it. And, and I slept behind Park Middle School because it got cold at night during the summer, and, and the concrete was warm, and, and, uh, and the wind didn't, just didn't blow that hard. And uh, since I didn't know where the next meal was always coming from, I, I started selling meth. And, uh, and it hurt, you know, it felt terrible just because, because I was out there helping people ruin their lives. You know, I was up there helping people go down this rabbit hole. And, uh, and I knew what it was like to, to grow up in a, in a home that's been torn down by, by drugs and everything else. And, and, uh, and I was helping other people do it too. And, uh, you know, and you fast forward a couple years and, I get saved, and but I still make mistakes sometimes on a regular basis. And but I know God forgives me, and I know I just I just have to confess them and repent. And uh, but my wife and I we uh, we got married. But when we got married, she was about five and a half months pregnant, and um, and it wasn't like a shotgun wedding or nothing like that. Like I wanted to marry her. We were engaged and all that kind of stuff. So you know, <laughs> but. Uh, but we found out that she was pregnant at about two months, so uh, about three months before the wedding, and uh, we knew we screwed up, but we also knew that, hey, God forgives. So we repented, and, and we decided that, hey, we want, we want and we need God's blessing over our lives and over our kids and over our future, and, and so we decided, like, hey, 
we're going to do everything we possibly can to make sure that, that we're walking in obedience to God and His Word and His will for our lives because, because we need it. And um, at about seven months into the pregnancy, so about a month and a half after we got married, we lost the baby. And, uh, and it was just, it was devastating because we had this future mapped out with our little baby girl and, and it was going to be amazing and just spectacular. And, and it was in that moment that it was just, it was crushed and it was gone and there was nothing we could do to get it back. And, and it was hard to, to try to figure out, well, how could God be in that moment? How could he let this happen to us after we, we repented? We, we did everything we could think of. We, we're walking in obedience. Every, you look at our lives, we show you anything. And we're in obedience. And, uh, and it was just hard. And I had to figure out how, how do I leave my family through this train wreck? How do I, how do I tell them, hey, it's going to be okay because it doesn't feel okay? And there was moments when it was just like, well, maybe this is like us getting what we deserve because, I mean, we, we were the one who screwed up, not Lenore. That was, that was her name. You know, God didn't screw up. She didn't screw up. We screwed up. Maybe this is God's punishment for us. Maybe this is, you know, hey, this is just do what's due from us. And and in that same moment, it hit me that that's just not how God rolls. That that's just not His character. And uh, and we got real intimate with with the power of resurrection because we knew that Jesus was sent for forgiveness of sins. We knew that He died on the cross for us. And, uh, and we knew that God works all things for our good. You know, even that. And we knew that, hey, God comforts those who mourn. So he's right there in the midst of us comforting us. And we knew that, hey, even in our affliction, it's his word that's reviving us. And so after death did everything it could to tear us down and to break us apart and, and to just rip us to shreds, after death wore itself out, life stood back up. And so this is just, you know, from what, I, from what I've seen and lived and know, it's just, I'm here to tell you today that, that I know you might be going through some pains and there, there might be some struggles, but the reality of it is, is that you can move on, that it's over now. Yeah. And it was in this season that, that Jesus hung naked and betrayed and nailed to a cross that, that he cried out his last breath and he said, it is finished. And so I just need to let you know that today you can move on. It's over now. It is finished. But just, just don't forget that even though it is finished, Jesus is just getting started. So I just want to welcome you all to, to worship with us again and, and just know that, that Jesus is working amazing things in your lives. And I hope you guys have a great Easter Sunday. Well, somebody give God some praise today. Oh, come on, don't stop. He's worthy of the high praise. Oh, come on, take the roof off this place. We serve a great God. I said we serve a great God. A great God. God, we magnify your name. Name above all names. You are 
that is above every other name. We magnify you in this place. Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted, Lord. We give you the praise, the glory, the honor, the majesty. It belongs to you and to you alone. Come on, one more time. Celebrate. <laughs> Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them happy resurrection. You can be seated. We're so, we're so honored that you're with us. If you're here today you don't own a bible do you want one maybe you hid yours now you can't find it we don't want anybody to be without a copy of the word of god it just hold your hand up the ushers will get one to you right away it's our gift to you we want to make sure everybody has a copy of the word of god guys get god's word into your life and uh, uh you know i don't know if you picked up on it today it's a little bit different how many know that we're not at grandma's church okay uh but but we're glad we're here together amen and uh, uh, the message, the message, you've been, you've been getting it in little pieces. And, and, and the different stories and the different insights and all of the, all, all of the uh, breakthrough and the, and, and, and the life moments. Uh, and every single one of them based from, from a revelation of the Word of God. You need God's Word in your life. Listen, if we don't get to tell you anything else today, let, just grab onto this. You need God's Word in your life. Don't, don't, you, don't you believe what the world's telling you? that it's an antiquated book and that it's not relevant for today. I'm here today to tell you that your life is in the Word of God and that there's healing in the Word of God and there's deliverance in the Word of God and there's freedom in the Word of God and, and, and God's Word is going to empower you to get to the place that, that He imagined for you to be. See, because before, before you were born, before you were even formed in, in your mama's belly, he said that he knew exactly where he's going to put you, where he's going to place you. He has, a, he has a life planned out for you. Ephesians says it this way, that we are uh, recreated in Christ Jesus, his workmanship. Born anew that we might do the good work which he pre-planned for us to do and to take the paths that will cause us to live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God's got a great life for you said God's got a great life for you and a lot of times we we look at the challenges of life we look at the at the mistakes that we've made we, we look at the uh, decisions that that we've been a part of and, and then there's the other side of the coin the stuff we didn't have nothing to do with but we're still having to deal with the mess you know it wasn't even our fault but how in the world could God work through any of these situations but I'm here today to tell you that there's nothing that's too big for our God there's no place that's too far that he can't reach and what you need to do today is, is, is recognize that resurrection gives you the opportunity to experience joy in your life. There's life after death. The, the life that Jesus brings us is, is life eternal. It, it's called zoe in the Greek. That's the Greek word. It's zoe is life as God has it. Uh, uh, Fredo mentioned it. More life than death. More joy than sorrow. More peace than chaos. More hope than despair. More provision than lack. More healing than sickness. I'm telling you, the, God has an amazing life for you. Look at somebody. Tell them you need to go after God life. Hey, I, I, I want to I I show you a verse real quick. In Acts 27, 25, it says, Hey, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. And it'll be even as it was told to me. Be of good cheer. Look at somebody and say, get happy. Yeah. Look the other way and say, come on, cheer up. Can you, can you get your joy on a little bit today? 
Yeah, even in the midst of even in the midst of a struggle, even even in the midst of, uh, uh, of turmoil, you know, if you can get your joy, if you can if you can increase your joy, the Bible says if you're believing, then you need to rejoice, and you need to rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. You, you know what? Uh, joy is required to activate your faith, and if you're going to have great faith, you're, you're going to need to have great joy. And if you're just going to have a little faith, you got to have a little joy. But if you ain't got no joy, you ain't got no faith. So you need to be a person that knows how to embrace joy, even in the midst of hardship. Be of good cheer. Come on, somebody get happy. I believe God. Come on, do you believe God today? Do we have any believers in the house where you can say, hey, I believe God. It will be exactly what he said. No word from God. The book of Luke says no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. I don't have my table today, so I have, I have table Chris. Don't lose my spot. And don't read ahead. See, in life, we have a tendency. Uh, well, we understand some of the laws. You know, the third law of motion. Every action creates an equal, opposite reaction, right? It's just the law. And so what we do, look at this, I'm good. Wow. Okay. And so, so what we do is we look at situations in our life and based off of memory of past experiences, we have a pretty good idea of what's going to take place. Because I did that, this is where it's going to go. Because that happened, this is where it's going to go. And, and so we basically, well, we understand, we teach our kids, don't we? Every action has a consequence. Right? Do something bad, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we, we, used to, <laughs> we used to teach the boys, obey and it will go well with you. Disobey and see what happens. <laughs> so things happen and out of memory, we have a pretty good idea. And so we get locked in because of where we've been, what we've done, what we said, what was said to us how we felt, how it looked. But see, there's this thing called unintended consequences. And we always think of that in a negative sense. But see, with God, God's not like you. He said, my thoughts aren't like your thoughts. They're higher than your thoughts. It's not a put down. It's actually an invitation up. That there are consequences, but there's also unintended consequences. See, God's more like this. This is a reaction ball. I'm afraid to bounce it because I'm not wearing a cup. We don't know where this sucker's going to go. And this is, you know, I, I, I really love the line that Evan used, April Fool's sucker. Because the enemy is counting on the fact that you'll just live by memory. But God's not trying to remind you of your past. He's trying to introduce you to your future. And it's a future that only God could imagine. And see, He's going to get you to places that you don't think are possible, but He's going to get you there because it's what He spoke over you when He was forming you. Should I bounce it? You guys... You guys ready? I mean, I don't know where this is going. 
April Fool's sucker. <laughs> because we don't know how God, how, how's God going to do this? Are you guys ready? Protect yourself. That's good. That's good. We'll get it later, bro. Here's the thing is that sometimes you just got to learn to believe God. How's he going to work it out? I don't know. But he's going to. Why? Because he's God. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Look at somebody say, cheer up. You know, 16 times in the book of Philippians, 16 times, there's only four chapters. There's only four chapters. And, and, and by the way, I, I just want to say to all you people out there in the foyer, God bless you. Glad you're here. John, way to go. You're a rock star. Now, I'm looking at some of them faces. I recognize them. They're just there close to the ice cream. But anyways, in the book of Philippians, 16 times in four short chapters, Paul says, rejoice. See, before, before the cross, we were kind of in trouble. But after the cross, see, the, the future that God has for you, the word future is an interesting word. It's got two U's in it separated by a T. The T looks like a cross. There's the U before the cross and the U after the cross. And the U after the cross knows nothing but future. The enemy wants you to stay in the U before the cross and there's nothing but memory. But see, God's going to get you to where he said he was going to take you, even though you can't figure out how. But you just have to be of good cheer. I believe God. Amen. It'll be exactly what he said. And, 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 and you got to get your joy on. Well, it's not really a good time for me to be happy. That's church people. You know, well, don't, don't mess with me right now. I'm fighting the fight of faith. Well, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Remember, remember the spirit of faith that David had when he went out and took on Goliath? I love that story because David said, and then, and then Goliath said, and then David said, and then Goliath said. See, the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. And, 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 and that's the spirit of faith. And, and, and David had that spirit of faith. And he, and, and he would say, and Goliath would say, and he would say, and Goliath would say. And finally he said, he ran, he, he hit him in the head, he took off his head, and Goliath had nothing left to say. And the point of that lesson is never let the devil have the last word. But you just, you just rejoice. You get your joy out. Don't, don't, don't let circumstances talk you out of what God's been talking you into. See, there, there's, there's another verse I want us to look at. Acts 26, verse 2. I think myself happy, King Agrippa. Paul is standing before a king. He's just come in off of a wild trip. I mean, it, in, in, the, in the middle of this, you've got to go read this story. But in the middle of the situation, Paul's on a boat. And in and, and day three, uh, he, he, he tells the guys, cheer up. Cheer up. I believe God. It'll be exactly like he said. That's day three of a 14-day storm. See, most of us in the middle of the storm, we'd be wondering, well, what did I do wrong? And what's God trying to teach me? And even after floating to, to shore, to safety on a board, and, and nobody's life was lost, they should have all died, but they didn't. And they get there and they build a fire, and Paul's putting wood on the fire, and a snake comes out of the fire and bites him, and he, and he shakes, has to shake it off. And, well, what's God trying to teach me now? He's trying to teach you the snakes don't belong on your hand. Shake it off. 
Well, why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult? Why, why would we experience death? Well, because there's this thing called life, but God's going to give you victory, and your final outcome will be better than your current condition. I think myself happy, King Agrippa. He's been shipwrecked, snake-bitten. He's standing there, hands bound, feet bound, back covered with scars. He's been beaten with 39 stripes five times, left for dead four times. He's been through hell and back, chewed up and spit out. And he stands before the king and he says, I am a happy man. One translation says, I have been congratulating myself, O king. What? How, how in the middle of all of that? How could you possibly have joy in the middle of all of that? Well, because 30 years prior, he was on a road to a place called Damascus. And he had an encounter with a guy named Jesus. And Jesus changed his life. He changed his identity. He changed the trajectory of his life. He changed the direction of his life. He gave him hope, future. He gave it. And man, and, and I'm telling you, he's going to go through some stuff. But 30 years ago, Jesus in that encounter made a statement. And he said, I'm going to have you to stand before kings and leaders. And you will declare that Jesus is alive. 30 years to get there. 30 years to get there, but it's exactly like he said. You know what he knew? He knew the devil couldn't stop him. He knew circumstances couldn't stop him. He knew people couldn't stop him. He knew <laughs> that it'll be exactly like he said. I'm here today to tell you, I am a happy man. I am a happy man. Not because we live a trouble-free life, but because God's word will never fail. And he, you know what? 30 years. That's some patience. That's some endurance. Ever pop popcorn? I love popcorn. Put the popcorn, microwave popcorn. That is like a gift from heaven. Cheesy microwave popcorn is joy unspeakable, full of glory. Three minutes and 45 seconds to sheer bliss. Have you ever noticed that you put it in there and you hit the button and the first minute goes by and what's happened? Nothing. And the second minute goes by. And by the way, when you're standing there watching it, those minutes seem like hours. Minute two, nothing. It's just in the... Minute three, something wrong with that bag. About three minutes and 27 seconds. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. 20 seconds from sheer joy. See, God can get you to where he's taking you in the last 30 seconds. You know what I did one time? I put the popcorn in. I hit the button. I waited. And at three minutes and 44 seconds, still nothing. Faulty bag. Throw another one in. Hit the button. Three minutes, 44 seconds. Nothing. What's going on here? And I got to looking. And someone had taken the power adjustment and took it off of 100% and put it on defrost. <laughs> I think Bertie did that one time here in the church office. Defrost. See, 
Maybe what you got to do, because God hasn't been moving in your life in a long time, maybe you got to get yourself off of defrost and get your joy back. See, the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into different tests and trials and temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith is going to develop your patience, give you endurance, and when your endurance has completed its work, you will be perfect, lacking nothing. But you gotta, but you got to have your joy. You, you got to have your joy. You know, and it says, count it all joy. One translation says, count, call it maximum joy. Call it maximum joy when, you, when, when you're in the hardest moments of life. Well, if there's a maximum joy, there's probably a minimum joy. You know, minimum joy, there's probably different levels of joy. Minimum joy, let's, you know, let's just say that there's, I don't know, 10 levels of joy. Joy level one, smile. Some of you struggle with level one joy. Come on. S- smile. You make me nervous. So what's, what's level two? Oh, uh, laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Level three, dance. Level four, shout. Level five, do them all at the same time. Level six, believe God. Believe God. And, and because the blood's been applied, just know that, that He's on your side. And, you know, and get your joy back today. That's what resurrection's about, is that death has tried to take you out, but God's here today to take you up. Okay? He's going to rescue you. He's going to heal you. He's going to restore you. He's going to revive you. You don't have to live broken unless that's what you enjoy. But you can have real life. I, I, I want you to close your eyes and bow your head for just a moment. And I know that there's a bunch of us in here that today what we need to do is we need to get our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We, we need to, we need to uh, accept and embrace the life that's offered to us because of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. So today we're all going to pray a prayer together. We won't do anything to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out or have you stand, but if you're here and you know that what you need to do is encounter the, the love of God, the never-ending, overwhelming, Reckless love of God. You need to surrender your life to this great God that we've been celebrating today and allow Him to breathe life into you. I want to invite you, I'm begging you, make this prayer that we're all going to pray. Make it your prayer. Make it your prayer today. And while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I just want to agree with you in this prayer. If you're here and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to give my life to Jesus today. I'm going to celebrate resurrection life today. I just believe that it can be exactly like he said. And I want the future that God has for me. I'm making this prayer my prayer. If that's you, while no one's looking around, just hold your hand up really high. I just want to agree with you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Come on, that's awesome. Just bow your head again for just a minute. There's a couple of you that you're just a little stubborn. You're thinking, I don't know if right now is a good time for me to cheer up life's too hard life is life is rough right now let me tell you something there's a strength that god wants to offer you that there's no way to get it separated from him you need to make this prayer your prayer
So I want to give you one more opportunity. If that's you, say, okay. Okay, man, I'm going to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. Just hold your hand up real quick while nobody's looking around. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Nice, guys. Okay, everybody, just pray this prayer. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I want the future that only you could imagine. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, church, celebrate today. Heaven's rejoicing.